Gucci for a day. There you go. It's the world's most dangerous one to show. Got the cameras on mother. Time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Doctor. Hey, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Yes, sir. Uh, man, two weeks ago, my uh, well, actually three weeks ago, my girlfriend of two years, she got a promotion. She works fast food uh, to a store, and uh, she started becoming a little distant. So about a week later I checked her phone to a hotel man she's screwing one of the guys she works with at the job she wow. know, a week later she done moved the nigga in the crib he's in front of her kids and everything damn he must have been putting uh, it down he, hey listen he was in here the whole time but see we got our yeah, phones he... last year I put a tracker on the phones just in case we lost them or whatnot. so the first week that she was, uh, you know, being distant. I kind of followed her around. You know, I can see what's on the camera. She was just picking her kids up, going home. The second week, she was up in a hotel with the dudes. By this, this, this pre, this current week, he's at the crib. Man, he must have been blowing her back out. I'm talking about best penis she ever had in her life. Goodness, for goodness. her to move that fast and move them in. Wow, man. Let's yeah, that's crazy. Dogs out and everything. You ever think about how big his penis must be? Oh, my goodness. How would he think about I'm that? Sure I'm sure he's piping her down. I mean, I'm not a small dude, but, you know, my thing is, how you got the dude in front of your kids after, after you know, after only a week? Because his yeah. penis is that good. That's, but Best that's she ever had. Dangerous. That's a little dangerous. You don't know this man. You're doing a lot of Best penis talk for early in the morning, Charlamagne. I know, right? The best she ever had, bro. Think about that. It, it must be. Oh, I think about it, but, hey, it is what it is. I ain't tripping no more. She... She must not have loved me too much if it only took you a week to have a whole another man in my place. No, I'm just telling you. Yeah, that's the main how good that guy's sex was. How are you? How are you coping with this? How are you coping with this though? I know you're thinking about her, the kids. Yeah, I mean, at first I have to say, you know, I was. Uh, I, I, at first I was just shocked. I, I really couldn't believe how fast she moved. And right now I think I'm still just a little hurt. I haven't really been angry because the guy. I mean. the Compared to me, at least looks wise, he's the he's the bum, dude. I mean, this dude is a straight dusty ass bum. <laughs> it, uh, That's it, right. it, it looks the looks don't matter. His penis might be immaculate. My goodness! All right. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Avion. Avion, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. What's up, man? This um, I want to get off my chest about the pandemic that's going on, man. This has been been hard being a sports agent and um, seeing a lot of these players having to. You know, not prepare themselves well for the draft coming up and the season and everything. It's just been very hard. You're a sports agent? Yeah. Who do you represent? Well, right now I don't have um, nothing but a guy from Sumter, South Carolina. Um, named Donald Rutledge. I do business management for him. No, I'm, I'm okay. in the game, man. Yeah, I'm from Florence, South Carolina. Oh, got you, got you. Salute to Florence. Yeah, man, I, yeah. I could imagine, you know, this is a big time in a lot of players' lives. They're about to get drafted and... It just, it's just not going to be the same, you know what I mean? They're not going to be in that big building, people cheering and all that, you know? But safety is more important, man. Thank you for checking in. Is, Hello, who's this? Hey, this is DJ. What's up, Breakfast Club? What's up, bro? Peace, Get King. Yes. Hey, hey, my girl mad at me, man, because I won't go down on her no more. I, I need some help, Angela. Why won't you do it? 
Because every time I go down to her, I wake up with a sore throat. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to tell her nicely, you know, she need to get that checked out. You uh, wake up with a sore throat? That sounds weird. Goodness gracious. Yeah, but, maybe you know, she has maybe she has uh, something that she needs to go to the doctor about. I mean, it smells good and it tastes okay. So I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And she mad at me, you know, I don't, I don't know what to do. Can I ask yeah, you a I question, never... a serious question? Was your yeah. was your uh was your was your significant other your girl was she born a girl? Yeah, she's a girl. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because it just sounds like she got a little bit something extra, and you know, it's, your gag reflex ain't what it need to be. That's what it oh, sounds like to me. I don't know. Look, it says here you could have oral gonorrhea. Oh boy. Or chlamydia. Okay. Oh boy. Oh. You know. Okay. Uh, maybe uh, a bacterial infection. I'm just saying it might be something that. You know, could be an issue. Maybe she has something she doesn't know about that might not have any symptoms. But I did just look it up. So I threw up from oral sex, and it says it could be from uh, gonorrhea, or it could be from chlam- chlamydia. You could have throat chlam- chlamydia. Well, good luck. Congratulations. Those are your choices. <laughs> I, look, I'm not diagnosing anybody. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> it is possible to get those things in your throat. Door number one and door number two. Well, just know that when you Google everything, sometimes when you Google stuff, it's the worst, brother. So just just take it with a, with a grain of salt, bro. So, so, so you think that might be the reason i never seen her, you know, naked before? She always want to have sex with the lights off. Oh, my goodness. No, that just sounds like some insecurity Man. issues with her body. That doesn't mean anything. That sounds back to what Charlemagne was saying, bro. I'm trying to tell you. Looking at what I'm eating there, huh? You don't I think you need, you, to learn how to, you need to learn how to deep That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> Yo, I can't with y'all, man. Thank you, brother. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, peace and blessings, guys. How you guys feeling, man? Hey, Porter Pot, Sean Stone. What's up, brother? I'm good, brother. How, Angela Yee, how you doing? Hey, what's up? How are you? Peace and blessings. Yes, sir. Hey, Charlamagne, how you going to be waking up late? You working from home, bro. That don't make no sense. Why, why, why does that make, not make any sense? Bro, because you working at home. You at home, bro. You got to get up on time, bro. You know so, what I mean? So just because just I'm at home doesn't mean I can't wake up late? You shouldn't be waking up late, period. Just like how you you've, you 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 you've never you've never woken up late for your job ever. I've woken up I've woken up late before, but not when I'm with, work, working at home, bro. You got to get it. I don't you know I, I don't see the difference. You got to get it. Get it. <laughs> I really don't. I don't see the difference. Waking up late is waking up late. Doesn't matter if you're working at home or not. What's up, Sean? What up, man? I, guys, I'm just happy to be back at work. For two months, I was I was out of a job. You know, what I mean, as an essential worker. I'm back out here driving the garbage truck. I'm back out here, you know, in sanitation. Why did they cut y'all off? I didn't. I don't know they cut uh, well, sanitation well, off. I was working at a private company, so at, at the end of the day, they did with, like, seniority. Anybody that has seniority over you, they had to lay you off. So I had right. one year there, so they were like, yo, Sean, we got to lay you off. So I'm just happy to be back today, bro. I got a man okay. early. I was mad excited, you know what I mean? Definitely. What made them, what, what, what made, what made them hire you back? Well, I'm a good worker, dude. Like you, you act like Sean Stone is not a good person overall. I'm a good worker. I do my work <laughs> and I do my job, and also I'm out here trying to provide for my family. You know what I mean? 
I'm yeah, but what work got to do with trouble. business? I'm speaking from a business perspective. If they got rid of everybody, what made them bring you well, back? That's well, all I'm the saying. the main reason why they brought me back, uh, there's a guy that's out on surgery, and he's going to be out on surgery for quite a while. There you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, but got you. But also, while in quarantine, within the two months, you know, Sean Stone had to start his own business. So if anybody want to check out Sean Stone business, just go. What to is it? What's the business? Well, my well, the business is um, I'm selling like TLC wellness products, health 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 products that will help your help your immune system. Like what? And how are you getting these products? You growing them in the backyard? What you doing? Like how are you making these products? I'm not growing them at all. I'm I'm working with a with a with a company, and all you guys got to do is go to my uh, my IG Sean Stone eight four eight. Um, that's Sean Stone S E A N S T O N E eight four eight, and just click the link tree. And you could see uh, the whole product and what the product does for your body and your system. Okay. All right. Now, well, thank are you. you. Still do, are you still doing music? Uh, right. <laughs> right now, I still, I'm still doing my music on my on my iPhone. I know Charlamagne don't like that, but I'm about to get some uh, some equipment and put it up to my uh, laptop and probably do some music at home. But right now, I'm just fo- focusing on working, Angela. You know what I mean? Why you wait? Why you wasting all that storage on your computer and your phone, man? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I love I love doing it, man, because it makes me happy, man, to release. You know what I mean? Okay. It's not like I now it's not like I want to be putting out music in the world, but it makes me happy to release. You know what I mean? True, true. Right. As long as you like, I like that. Hey, I love you guys. I love everybody in the world. Peace and blessing. Everybody, please be safe. Practice social distance and just stay home. If you if, if you don't got to go to work, stay home, man. All right, brother. Thank you. And I'm happy, man. Let's go. There you go, Lorenzo. Yeah, what's going on, DJ MV? What's going on? What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Hey, listen, Charlemagne. There. I'm right here, sir. Yo, what's going on, Charlotte? I'm blessed, black, and highly favored. What's happening? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, good morning, YouTube. But listen, good morning. Yeah, why, I, I want to know what's going on um, within the past few years, like ten years. Why everybody so got so damn like like sensitive over everything, man? You can't you can't say nothing online. You gotta watch it. You say, I be feeling like sometimes. You ever heard of that? Like like you be seeing in movies, like when people put in movies like that, cryo sleep. I just feel like doing something like that. Oh, I'm going to sleep for like 10 years to come back and be like, yo, what's going on? Well, everybody's so fake politically correct. You can say whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? You just got to deal with the consequences of what you said. You know, and I think that everybody's so afraid of like these social media mobs and being attacked that they be walking tight ropes and walking on walking on thin ice because they don't want to be attacked by the mob. But, yeah, there's so much, about but there's so much access now, too. Before social media, we weren't hearing what everyone had to say about everything. Now everybody's voicing their opinions and sometimes they're saying things that maybe they regret saying or maybe they're not saying it in the right way. People and it's, only, they it's only, sometimes they're putting it out there to get overanalyzed by people. They only regret when they get attacked. That, that's, that's understandable. <laughs> but, but, no, that's, that's, that's cool. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, let's say if Charlemagne, he don't ever post his kids, but if he posts his kids and he does something with his kids, you know, right away, oh my God, he shouldn't be doing this, this and this and that. Like, come on, yo, mind your business. Like, yeah, I, I agree with you. Everybody's Everybody so sensitive. Everybody's so soft nowadays. But it's, it's, it's just the way society Bro, is. Bro, say whatever you want. Who gives a damn? Let the mob attack. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. A lot of technical difficulties this morning. I ain't go front. But phone lines are open, 800-585-1051. We were talking about Gabrielle Union and her advice. What's the story, Yee? Yeah, she was on live. It was a couple's live. It was her and Dwayne Wade alongside Aisha and Steph Curry. And she was talking about some advice that she gave to a younger Aisha Curry when I guess it must have been a rough patch years and years and years ago that Steph and Aisha were going through. And here's what she told her. She was a thought in 98, back up for sure. I was. Listen, I enjoyed my life. And that is the exact advice I gave Aisha and a young Steph. At D-Rights 25th birthday. It all, it all comes out. I'm so done. You guys, the likelihood of this working out is very low, and you should just break up now and have sex with other people. You looked at me and said, how old are you? So obviously that was uh, horrible advice, bad advice. I, you know, you realize things that work for you necessarily don't work for anybody else. I got uh, the same advice. Like I said, I was with my wife since she was 15. I was 16, and people said that, hey, Y'all are together in love too soon. You should, you know, live a little and do this and do that. And thank God that that didn't happen because I don't know where I would be five years later, 18 years married and 25 years, 26 years together. So thank God I didn't listen to anybody. What about I you? I think you meant five kids later. Five kids later, yeah. Yes. Uh, best, I think the, the worst advice that I can think of right now uh, definitely came from my father. And this is when um, back in the day, way, way, way back in the day, when I confronted my father about cheating on my mom. And uh, he looked me in the eye and he laughed. I'll never forget it because we had an exercise bike in my, my room and he was riding on the exercise bike and he goes, <laughs> oh, you only got one girlfriend, huh? And he said, one day you're going to understand. And that confused the hell out of my young mind for quite a long time. And for the longest, I thought it was wrong to have one girlfriend. So that always makes you, that always would make me question, you know, the relationship I was in and always made me keep at least one thing on the side. Hmm. But... Technically, that probably uh, worked out for me because, you know, back in the day, that one thing on the side <laughs> became my wife. So I don't know if that was good advice or bad advice. I just know that it was very confusing. I've had I've, I've had quite a few therapy sessions about that uh, over the past couple of you years. You said the yes. one thing on your side was your wife? Well, yeah, because I, I was dating this other girl back in the day. And then I started kicking it with my wife. So I had both of them. And then I ended up with my wife. Okay. So maybe if my dad hadn't gave me that advice, to always have one thing on the side, I'd have never been oh. with my wife. Wow. Maybe my dad was right now that I think about it. My goodness. No, he wasn't No, that right. couldn't have been right. No, that's not right. That's not right. What are it you worked. talking about? Even though, it, even though it worked out for me, it wasn't right. No. What about you, Yee? <laughs> <laughs> um, I told you before, like... The worst advice I ever got was somebody told me to stay in a relationship with somebody that would, every single time I would take a picture with somebody, if it was a guy, he would screenshot it and send it to me and be upset and it'd be completely innocent pictures like if I was hosting a party. And I didn't think it was a good idea to stay in that relationship, but my friend told me that I should and I should try to see it from his point of view. And I realized that I just couldn't live my life like that with somebody who didn't trust me, even though I wasn't doing anything to not be trusted. And the final story was when he went through my phone and hid in the bathroom with it for no reason. And I just was like, I can't do this anymore. Goodness gracious. Now, what, what year was this if he was seeing the pictures? Because this had to be like a social social media time, right? Yeah, it had to be in the last 12 yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. It was probably about, I would say like eight years ago. Oh, damn. Eight years ago that this happened. And I was very glad that we broke up. And I, I also feel Sheesh. like you should never be in a relationship where you feel stressed out about it all the time. And every little thing you do, they're always like questioning it. And you're not even doing anything wrong. Because usually it means they're doing something wrong. 
Oh, I'm sure he's listening. Good morning to him. All right, let's go to the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Hello, who's this? This is Nakaya. We're talking about some of the worst advice that you received uh, relationship-wise. You got some? Um, I was told by a friend to get back with my ex. He introduced me to a girl he was cheating on me with for four Mm-mm. months. Nope. While I was out of town working with his child. What? Yep. Why would she give you that advice? What was the reason for getting back together with somebody that was doing that? I have no clue, actually. People make mistakes. That's all she said. Mm. Mm. All right. Thank you, Mama, for calling. You're right. 800-585-1051. We're talking about some of the worst advice you received. We're talking relationship advice. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about Gabrielle Union and some horrible advice she gave to Aisha Curry. Can we hear it right fast? She was a thought in 98. Back, I'm for sure. I was. Listen, I enjoyed my life. And that is the exact advice I gave. <laughs> <laughs> I used to at a young step at D. Wright's 25th birthday. It all, it all comes out. I'm so done. You guys, the likelihood of this working out is very low, and you should just break up now and have sex with other people. You looked at me and said, how old are you? So we're asking 800-585-1051, what's some of the worst advice you received from somebody? Hello, who's this? It's your girl, Spicy F. Cajun, calling out of Brooklyn, New York. Hey, what's some of the worst advice you received? Wait, what's your name? You said Spicy Occasion? Spicy S. Cajun from Brooklyn, New York. Oh, okay. Spicy S. Cajun. Okay. Now, what's some of the worst advice you received? Um, Some of the worst advice I received, like, I guess when I was heartbroken, in the, in the like middle of like the worst breakup relationship, some friends, you know, girlfriends that would give you advice. Um, was I guess don't worry about a love life, don't worry about relationships, get your money, um, and just you know work grind, you know, as a dancer, coming from as a dancer in New York City, you know, you get that type of advice sometimes. Girl, you've been hard working, don't worry about it. Just get your money, get your money, get your money, and then you know you get your money so much to the point where now you caked up, but you still by yourself, and then you know as you, before you knew it, yeah, smooth, you know, and it's like wow, I'm really. By myself in a quarantine. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, you know? So, like, I think that was the worst. But, you know, I'm getting through it. Y'all pray for me. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Well, ain't nobody praying for you. I'm wasting my <laughs> prayers on that. Hello. Hello, who's pray this? Don't be doing that. I'm not. Hello, who's this? Uh, this is Will. What's up, Will? Where are you calling from, bro? I'm calling from Orlando, Florida. Orlando, Florida. We're talking about some of the worst advice you received from somebody. Yeah, my brother, uh, he actually hooked me up with this woman when we were in the military and uh, found out that she was married. And I did not know she was married. He hooked me up with her and I was like, uh, maybe I should not say it. Maybe I shouldn't be with her. Maybe I shouldn't be talking to her. Oh, no, no, man, she's fine. No, she's about to get divorced. She don't even like him anyway. I'm like, well, I'm a respect the relationship even if she don't. And right. The crazy story about it is uh, I, I went to go tell her, uh, you know, I don't want to be with you no more. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Uh, her husband came and uh, she was like, you got my back? I'm like, no. So she goes, she goes outside with a belt 
and I'm I'm not lying. She whooped him down the street with the belt. He's running, and she's and she's got a got she's got the belt whooping him with it. I'm like, so this is what fans don't know is all about, huh? This is what. Hey, by the way, by the way, you said you told that lady you didn't want to be with her, but you still hit. Uh, well, I yeah, I feel like oh, he was yes, going back here for for one last time. For one last time. My goodness. Well, no, no. I mean, I met her mom, met her, met her son, met her brother. None of them mentioned it. None of them said anything about it. So the minute I found out about it, I, I cut it off. No, nope. right, I think you used that as an excuse. It was something else going on, but you're not telling us that part. Yeah. What else? What happened? Well, why you really cut her off, King? Come on, tell the truth. God is watching you. That's what it is. God knows. When he judges me, he's going to say, oh, good job, my son. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, man. Good job for sleeping with that married woman and then breaking up with her immediately afterwards. 800-585-1051. We're talking the worst relationship advice you received. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. You, you know who we are. The most dangerous morning show. Respect on it. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about the worst relationship advice you receive from somebody. Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? What's up, Envy? It's Thousand. Thousand? Peace, Thousand. Yes, sir. I need you to sound a little more hype. All right, all right. What's up? What's up, y'all? What's there we on? go. There we go. Oh my god! What's the worst relationship advice you received? Man, don't don't listen to your homeboys, man. I was out with uh mm-hmm. with my homeboys, and I got like one of the baddest chicks around. They're like, no, no, you got them. So she invited us to her crib, like a little party, or not really a party. She invited us to the crib. Came through. It's just some the vibe went right. You know what I mean? She had cameras in her room or whatever. I'm like, ah, cameras. Kind of shit, but. Man, yeah, that's another story, but it was for safety for our kids or whatever, but I end up not messing with her. She was trying to mess with me. She was, like, super bad. He was calling her bionic bunny. She had, like, plastic surgery, all this, whatever, whatever, and I didn't mess with her. Months later, I see her on the ground. She pregnant, and I hit her up about it. I'm like, what's up? She's like, yeah, I got pregnant, like, the day before or somebody I was messing with previously, before, like, before I met you. So come to find out. What? That if I would have messed with her the day before that, and it would have been like one night stand, I didn't know her. It, we would have got nasty. That's the rules of one night stand. Get nasty. Like what do you Get nasty. So, get nasty. I want to get nasty. Okay, Charlamagne, go ahead. That baby would have been yours. I, so if I would know, she was already pregnant. He, you know, she got pregnant the day before. Like, let's buy in her. I would have gotten that. We, we oh know what pregnant gosh. means. We know what pregnant means, bro. Oh, that was graphic, sir. Well, well. So what's the point of this story again? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What's the point of this story? It's getting nasty. So, this is, so is it your baby or not? <laughs> no, we didn't know. I didn't never mess with her, but my boy would have had me in that position. <laughs> So don't oh, okay. Yeah, because she would she would have said it was your baby, and it's, you wouldn't have even known because you would have smashed it. You would have just believed it. Man, no, I wouldn't have believed that because I would have strapped up. Wouldn't have been none of that. You don't sound like the strap up type. I'm gonna be nah, honest. Nah, you definitely you don't sound, sound like, like that a thousand. You definitely sound like the type that, that doesn't need a reason to go raw. Charlamagne, Charlamagne, I count on one hand how many people got this this raw vegan. How many? <laughs> uh, well, how many? Maybe, maybe like. See what I'm saying? Maybe. Okay. Well, how many guys? Okay. What? 
that. He's trying to play you. Envy trying to play you, King. Oh, my goodness. All right. Thank you, Thousand Man. My good. What's the moral of the story, guys? I don't know what the moral is, but I'll tell you something. That Gabrielle Union situation is also an example of why you can't listen to someone who's not in the same position as you, okay? This is why they tell women in couples and men in couples not to talk to single people because Gabrielle Union was at one place in her life speaking from her level of consciousness and awareness, but clearly Aisha and Steph were in a space Gab didn't get to until much, much later in her life. You know right. what I'm saying? So she's speaking from her consciousness and awareness saying, girl, you need to go out there and have fun. You need to go out there and, you know, pop that poom poom for a goon. And Aisha probably like, why? I got what I want at home. Absolutely. And she made the best decision. I mean, and you look at it like everybody's situation, like you said, is absolutely positively different. Like, yep. mm-hmm. you know, thank God my wife didn't say, you know what, I'm out of here because I was doing some F-boy-ish, you know, when I was younger. And, you know, I changed. Well, I should say she changed me. And we but have that's a great- interesting. That's interesting because Gabrielle Union gave advice from a, a woman who was in a relationship, who's married and everything, that right. just turned out to be wrong advice. So somebody who, so it doesn't matter. But what I'm saying is, like, I think, you know, everybody's situation is different. Sometimes advice works, sometimes it doesn't. All you can do is try to uh, sometimes deal with things on your own and go with your gut feeling. All right. Yeah, but you well, can't be matter of fact about it like Gabrielle was. You know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't work out for Gabrielle. So, and, and she probably was still speaking from a place of hurt, thinking, well, it didn't work out for me, so it damn sure ain't going to work out for you. Because that's technically what she's saying by telling her to go out there and sleep with a whole bunch of guys. She's, she's, she's saying that, okay, your relationship probably ain't going to work anyway, so you might as well have fun. All right, we got more coming up next. We're The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Everybody is DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line. I got a baby. What up? What up, baby? Baby, grab it on baby. Man, three albums in less than a year and a half. Why you? Why you moving so fast, baby? Oh, I got, I got plenty. I got plenty of it in me. I gotta get it out. I gotta get it out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How are you holding up right now during this quarantine? How's everything for you though and your family? I've been loving it. You know what I mean? I've been loving it. I've been loving on these kids. I've been I've been playing basketball on my basketball court. I've been, you know what I mean, chopping down trees in my yard. I've been doing regular regular shit, you know what I mean? Stuff I've been wanting to do. Plus I've been I've been able to spend more time, you know what I mean, on the other stuff I wanted to do, you know what I mean, the other creative ideas. So I've been enjoying it. Keep it real. Nope. I was on the road for like I don't know how long, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I've been soaking it all up. You know what I mean? It's a blessing in disguise to me. Shots out. No. Goes out to anybody negatively affected, but, you know, it's been it's been a blessing to me. No regular-ish. I see you bought a new car while you were on quarantine. How does that happen? Nah, I, I bought that before the quarantine here. I've been okay. had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been had that. I just pulled it out. You know what I mean? I just pulled it back out, you <laughs> know, just to, to make my little thriller video thing the other day. So, yeah. What else? Can you back up with this chopping down trees? You took an axe and chopped down a tree yourself? Nah, chainsaw, not no axe, chainsaw. Okay, I mean, I don't know how it even works. This is 2020, Yee. This is 2020. I don't know. I've never chopped down. They don't know nothing about that country Carolina shit. Nope. Yeah, please. I got a nice little spot out here. I tried to get you out here, Charlamagne. I got a nice little spot out here, you know what I mean? I got like, it's been on some acres too. So I've been, you know what I mean? I've been really like doing like some HGTV shit, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like, like, a, like a dream house, never, never land. So I've been out here doing all kind of country shit. You know what I mean? I heard I heard you say on the album on the album you said you spent three million on a crib, but you don't even stay there just for your baby. I'm like, damn, three million in Charlotte. That yeah. sitting on about eight hundred acres. Hey, it's like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's like that. I ain't even gonna lie. You know what I mean? It's like that. I would walk y'all I, through it. 
It's gonna take a minute. Hey, look. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so, I will walk y'all through it. It's gonna take a minute. No, oh, God. it's gonna take a minute. Dog. So why'd you decide to do another album? Did you just have too much music? Were you bored? Is it just you were just recording? It was time for it, man. And it's just you know, it, it, it's all about showing that evolution, that growth. You know what I mean? And that music. So you know, and ain't everybody else they ain't doing nothing. I really with me, I drop music when I get tired of hearing the bullshit. Is out, you know what I mean? I won't even call it bullshit. When I get bored with, with the climate of the game, like when there ain't, when there ain't nothing for me to listen to back to back, like just play back to back. That's when I know I, it's not for me to drop music. You know what I mean? Because if I'm feeling that way, ain't no ain't no telling how the fans feeling, how the listeners feeling. You know what I mean? So I just like to keep it. I like to give myself something to listen to. I listen to my own music. That's really all I like listen to. But you the type of artist that like to touch the people, though. Like, you like to go out. You like to go to the clubs. You like to do in-stores. So I know that must be difficult where you can't necessarily give these people the music the way you want. I mean, yeah, yeah, when I can't drop. But I mean, I, you know, I understand that's part of the business at this point. You know what I mean? You got to drop, drop the music. That's just, that's just the beginning of it. You know what I mean? And you got to do the moving around. You got to push the music. You got to put it out. You got to do the shows. So I have been on the road for so long, like, I was finishing up an arena tour when the, when the whole little coronavirus thing hit, you know what I mean? So it was more so, and I was getting ready to go on another tour. I was getting ready to go on another tour, amphitheater tour, like 8,000 plus every show, you know what I mean? With me headlining, I had just finished headlining an arena tour. So I had, my life was so much like just dropping music straight to show, straight to the road, boom, 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 so it's more so, it's more so refreshing than, than anything to me, you know what I mean? When you get that money, it'd be like, damn, I wish I could just be a normal with this money. This was, you know what I mean? And that's what I got going on right now. Like, I get, you know, I get, hey, I get to wake up, cook my own breakfast. I ain't got to go to Chick-fil-A because that's the only thing I want to eat because I'm in Nebraska or got now I'm here or there. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't got to do all that. I can go sit down and, and, and eat and enjoy myself. I can spend time with family. You know what I mean? I had to pop in and spend time with family on the weekend when I'm already tired from being on the road seven, eight days straight. You get what I'm saying? So right. I just been soaking it all up, man. It's been a blessing in disguise to me. You know, I take the good with the bad every time anyway. So that's exactly how I've been treating it. I wouldn't dare say, man, I'm tired of this. I'm tired because I know the second that it's over with, bro, I'm on the road for... Back to business. My daughter turned five. She's two years right. old. The second that it's over with, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gone. I was already right. booked till 2021. I was already booked all the way out till 2021. Mm. Uh, I see... Yeah. Um, I Let's talk about this album a little bit because I see on social media they, they like to say the baby has the same flow and and I, and I know you pay attention to that because I heard that title track blame it on baby baby so so that was that that inspired that that's what they're gonna do anyway they're gonna blame it on baby a lot of a lot of inspired the title blame it on baby you get what I'm saying but when it comes to the little thing flow thing like you know they just gotta understand the internet man like they gotta and then see me like. Artists like me, like, it come off like I don't do no wrong. You get what I'm saying? Not I don't do no wrong. Say I do a lot of wrong, but it come off like, like, damn, this thank you perfect. Like, the way I popped, the way I shot to the level that I was at. You get what I'm saying? The way I went from 10,000, the, the Chitlin' Circuit, country shows, I'm talking about holes in the walls, death traps in South Carolina to sold out arenas, got everybody in the arena with their cell phone lights up just for me rapping that word. Like, bro, it's not. It don't, it don't happen like that, like with the way right. I hit the game, you know what I mean? With the with the platinum records and the 200 million views on multiple videos back to back, you get what I'm saying? Just to show you it ain't no one hit wonder thing, you get what I'm saying? Like number one album, debuting at number one, like it don't happen that way. So at the end of the day, like you gotta have something to, you feel me? Like you gotta, you know, hey, hey. I, they gotta I, have I, something to say. Bullshit come with it. You're right, I get through all the other bullshit, you know what I mean? Like hearing, like I just boom, boom, get out of everything. So it's just like, gotta have something to say. So I don't really be tripping about that, but um, 
as far as like switching the flow or anything like that, bro, I have no, I have no problem wrapping circles around any one of these. N any one of these, you get what I'm saying? Like that ain't mm -hmm. that ain't nothing to me. You know what I mean? That ain't nothing in this record. It's, they show that. You know what I mean? That's why I really don't need. You know, I couldn't. I couldn't find myself entertaining it. I could joke about it, just like I joke about everything else, and just like like on some ha ha type shit. Like that's mm -hmm. what it be like when I make songs like "Blame It On Baby." You get what I'm saying? But it, mm -hmm. like I can never take that shit serious because I'm already knowing what's going on. You know, I make a a, a conscious album right now. I record the whole shit today. You get what I'm saying on some on some J Cole vibes, uh, Jordan Lucas, but I can I can get in there too. You get what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. it's really however however they want to play it. But me at the end of the day, like I understand what's going on. You know what I mean? You got people biting on a certain thing. You got to milk the game. You got to you know what I mean? You got to take advantage of it. I switch it too quick. You ain't gonna like it. You are gonna be like, damn, baby, I wanted you to turn me up. You right. get what I'm saying? So I just mm -hmm. you know you got to understand the climate of the business. When you got something going, you'll be a fool to step on your own toes and. You get what I'm saying and go level with it. If people like Breakfast Club for doing this, and then y'all y'all change out of nowhere, like man, we got to do something different. But this way, people love Breakfast Club, but we got to do something different. We got to do something different. Then y'all start having people come on there freestyle. Like man, what the hell is this, man? Like, <laughs> that ain't they gonna, that ain't what we come here for. You get what I'm saying? So you got to right. gradually, you got to gradually, you know what I mean? Pull people different ways and, and take people down different avenues. You got to do, you know, you got to have control of this. Shit. Never let that. You can never let, you know, anything else control this shit. Don't put the work in and it don't it don't study the game the way you study it. All right, we got more with the baby. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with the baby. Yee. Now, one day I'm waiting to hear this story about this heartbreak you went through because on a song like Sash, I, I was like, man, poor the baby. He's really... <laughs> Baby, see, baby ain't perfect. Everybody think baby's perfect, man. Baby go through shit too. Baby get his heart broke too. That's why I talk like that. You know what I mean? That's why I'm so... You, know, <laughs> you got all serious for a second now. <laughs> I'm just but that's serious. Broke, you know, trying to find my way back home. Baby done got his heart broke too. Ain't that right, bro? Then I come to the studio crying one day. He full of you shit. did not. You came in. <laughs> you ain't coming to the studio crying. He full of shit. He trying to cap for me. Hell yeah. Like, I ain't coming to the studio. I, I ain't coming to the studio crying. I ain't do that. But there's nothing wrong with that. You know? Now, hell, I'm a grown-ass man. You get what I'm saying? So, you know? And then, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like people so used to seeing me talk a certain way. Or, you know, people think, like, people, people they would they would like to create the, the narrative that I feel like I'm untouchable. But nah, y'all feel like I'm untouchable. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I'm the most, I'm one of the most touchable artists in the game. You mentioned um sad shit. Who is that woman, sir? And how does she feel about that record? My oldest, Miss Me. Any one of them I ever had, Charlamagne. <laughs> you said you're gonna, <laughs> you you gonna beat the and up I if you catch it with her? Them too. I'm that. Yeah, I'll I beat and did that. You know what I mean? Not now. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they play with me wrong. Hey, if, if, it, if, she, if it was one of them, if it's her, if it's one of them, that one that really did me that, one that really, that's a knife in my hand. The one that really, you know what I mean? I may have, I may have to handle my business, man. I may have to handle my business if I bump into him, you know. But you will take her back, though, at a, in a heartbeat. That's what it's about. You see what I'm saying? I got to show her. He ain't me. I beat him. I beat him. Hey, bro. Hey, you know, she, you know, that, you know that's me, right? <laughs> Say the wrong thing. Look, beat him up. Beat you got that big-ass house now. You got that. So you, are you like Drake? You got bags and shoes waiting on somebody? Nah, man. Go ahead, though, man. I don't look. <laughs> <laughs> I was just joking. I ain't gonna. I catch you with. The I ain't gonna beat him up no way, man. I'm. I, I'm. I ain't Let's gonna. talk about uh. 
He said, I'm pussy. I ain't fighting nobody. <laughs> Let's talk about Talk About It. I love that record. Talk About It. That's you said your mom taught you how to use a rubber. Explain that oh, to God. me. She used to have <laughs> sitting on the nightstand. She used to have <laughs> sitting on the nightstand at the crib. Like she was, she was open about it. Had them sitting on the nightstand. You know what I mean? She had different ones, different kinds. It's these yours, these yours, these yours. I got two brothers. I'm the baby. At what age though? At what age? I was like, my brothers, my I got I got two older brothers. One of them five years older than me. One of them two years older than me. I was probably like eleven. <laughs> Damn it, man! Jeez, <laughs> she wasn't playing like that. You know what I mean? She wasn't playing like that. I was probably like eleven years old, but that's no cap. She was too hot. She'll tell you. You got to squeeze. She a caught you with a girl or something? <laughs> nah, she knew what time it was. So you know what I mean. We was, you know, we was out though. You know At eleven. Back when you used to have the phone. If you on the phone, if you on the phone downstairs, they like, pick it up upstairs and hear what you're saying. That was back. You know, mm -hmm. I'm a '90s baby, mm -hmm. a real '90s baby. You know what I mean? 1991. That was back. Like if you was on the phone right here, somebody could pick the phone up in the other room. They could hear you. So you know, we didn't all. We didn't all. Y'all went through it. Y'all done been caught on that phone. So, yeah. Talking the way you weren't supposed to be talking. You know? <laughs> Not you at already, 11, though. Not at 11. Jeez. You already humping on, on girls' legs and stuff like that. Can I speak? Oh, for sure. That was way before 11. That was way yep. before 11. You yeah, was dry used humping legs. And... I don't even think people use that word no more. I don't even think people use that word no more. Man, Let me ask you. That's madness, boy. If your mama taught you how to use a condom, why you ain't use no condom on Nasty? Because on Nasty, you say you pull out and shoot on her cheeks. You ain't say nothing about taking no condom off. That don't mean, which, yeah, because I ain't had time to fit that in there. I got to move quick when, the, when that music coming. I got to move quick, man. I ain't had time to really, you know, explain all that. I, you know what I mean? I thought you would have just, you know, that y'all would have been right there with me. I thought I'd have given the benefit of the doubt on that one. You know what I mean? I said, this n I said, this n nasty. This Getting raw, right. and he. I had to tell Ashanti Mama, Ashanti Mama, her manager. I, I said, look, I said, first of all, before I even do this, you know what I mean? Like, how nasty <laughs> do y'all want me to talk? Y'all want me to be PG thirteen? I want me to make a love song. What y'all want to do? Cause you know, I, hey, I say, look, my mouth filthy. I say, man, with all due respect. <laughs> with all due respect. My, my, my mouth filthy, mama. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm a respectful young man. I don't know. This, this is yours. This is yours. You you called us. You asked us to be a part. This is your thing. Do your. Th I said, okay, bet. I'm gonna have to kindly ask you to leave the room for me and just come back when I'm done. You know, <laughs> I can't be talking like that with somebody, mama, right there over my shoulder, man. I don't talk like that in front of nobody, mama. Well, you had a shanty a little more, you know, nastier than she normally hey, is, too. So. Hey, I, hey, I brought it out. You know what I mean? I brought it out. You know what I'm saying? So that was dope. Man, Why are you smiling like that? Why are you smiling like that? <laughs> I, I, yeah, we, that, that's my boo, right? That used to be my boo. Yeah, that, that you had a crush on her. Baby, 91. What? Well, she used to mm -hmm. lay them sideburns down. Yeah. So how was the, how was the connection? <laughs> I'm a chocolate too. I'm a chocolate too, you know. Yeah. Uh -huh. So how was the connection? How was the connection? It was uh, it was a vibe. It was a vibe, you know what I mean? Like, it was a vibe for sure. You know what I mean? When we was in there, it was real, real easy to work with. I had originally wanted Lizzo. I ain't talking about that connection. I ain't talking about the vibe connection. All right, the music is good, but what happened after? Did you did you take out? Did you did you ask to take out? Nah, 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 nah. You know we, you know she was on the tour. She was actually in the middle of being on the tour, and I was too. You get what I'm saying? So, uh, but I would I would love to. You know what I mean? Once everything <laughs> clear up in the restaurant. Did you check up on her on quarantine? Did you call and see how she was doing? I'm so 
with the with times since quarantine, but we were handling <laughs> business when I did. You know okay. what I mean? We were handling, I handled the business. You know, I'm a professional. I don't really, you know what I mean? I, I don't get into that. You know what I mean? We got to mm-hmm. we got to handle the business first, and then you know. But it's time to you know if you if you end up watching this, you know if you find me attractive enough, and you feel like you want to get to know me, I'll be more than open to it. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> Lizzo gonna bust guy. your ass. You had every guy thinking about a threesome with Meg Thee Stallion and Ashanti on that song because I heard you slide yeah, that in there at the end. That I, when Ashanti said that, I dropped the phone. I swear to God, mm-hmm. I dropped the phone. I said, oh, my God. I called her. I said, oh, you got me f***ed up. <laughs> you got me f***ed up talking like that. I said, I didn't even know you had that in you. Like, yeah. You know, so that was dope, though. Now's the perfect time to be shooting quarantine shots at Ashanti because everybody home. Yep. People ain't really doing nothing. Like, now's the time. Right now, it's not the time right now. It's what everybody doing, you know what I mean? That's what everybody's doing right now. I'm not really a shot shooter when it comes to, like, social media and all that. I don't really really play like that, you know what I mean? I don't move. We got more with the baby when we come back. Let's get into the baby mini mix. A couple of joints that he put out. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was the baby mini mix. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with the baby. Yee. So what was it like working with B. Simone, knowing that she has a big crush on you? Was yeah, she really was trying to shoot her shot? Nah, B. Simone, regardless, you know what I mean, of what people may think, like, she's a professional. Like, she's stupid mm-hmm. and she's smart, too. Like, she, she know what she's doing. Now, whether or not if she really got a crush on baby or not, I wouldn't know because I understand. I get marketing. I get all that. You get what I'm saying? Like, I get it. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't call, like, a mother had to tell me straight up. I had to, like, hey, look, I'll go to side, though. Like, <laughs> like trying to give like, you something. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll go to side. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you know, I'll be dead ass. She had to tell. She had to come at me that way. You get what I'm saying? But until then, like, I get marketing. I understand. You know, I understand mm-hmm. all that. You get what I'm saying? So I never, and I ain't quick to, I ain't anti-fancy when it comes to that. Like, I, you know, I be cooling. You know what I mean? I be cooling. I don't really, I ain't anti-fancy at all because I ain't want to read nobody wrong. But, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't really get into all that. Right. I handle the business. But as far as being in the video, like, I had to, we had already came up with the story, with the idea for it, and we started casting the characters. And, uh... We had to the casting call. We got the female characters, and I'm watching the video. I couldn't make it to the casting call because I had to go do a show. So I had my people do it for me. I had the real girls do it for me, and then they sent me the videos of the females from the casting call. And I'm like, I'm watching the females that's going to play the lead because that's that got to be the lead character, the female. That's going to be beside me the whole time. And I'm just looking, and I just thought, I'm like, you know what? And I, I reached out to her. I said, hold on, bro. I got an idea. Hold on, hold on. It was like two days before the video. When I got the thought of B. Simone, I reached out to her. Like, I got a hell of an idea. Called me. Sent my number. She called. I ran it by. She like, oh, hell yeah. She was actually on tour with uh with Martin. With Martin Lawrence. She was on tour mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. She was on tour with Martin Lawrence. And she had a show in, like, Indianapolis the night before the video shoot. But I had needed her there at, like, 6 in the morning for us to do what we had to do. She had to be there at, like, 6 a.m. That was a two-day shoot. We, should, we was working, like, 48 hours straight. Um, So it wasn't no commercial flight. And she had to book a jet, and she booked him on her own. Wow. Oh, Damn. Go ahead, be Simone. I like that kind of hustle. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's a boss you know, move. Yeah, yeah, she cut like that. You know what I mean? So I always take my hat off to her, man. I ain't got nothing but love and respect for at the end of the that's day. Dope. And I, I make it a point to let motherfuckers know, like, nah, that ain't just no no, just no just funny motherfucker, no little goofy mm-hmm. girl. Nah, she about a business, you get what I'm saying? And when she get there and it's time to have no business, she going to be about a business. She fun to work with and all that, but she about a business. So you get what I'm saying? That's, that's dope. dope. I love that story. Been up and I would have been 
I'd have been all, oh, what's up, girl? Like, acting like I got it like that just because what she, nah, she would shut that shit down. I'm, I'm sure that, you get what I'm saying? But she wow. about to be super professional, super talented, you know what I mean? And she rose to the occasion and she, she, you know, she took the extra mile to make sure she can get there to make it happen, man. So hats goes off to her. Baby, got to go yeah, to guys, though. So. One last quick question on Amazing Grace. You said, uh, I barely read the scripture, but I'm spiritual. So what does being spiritual mean to the baby? Yo. Oh, man, you know, God is great. You know, he's the reason for it all. You know, I put nothing before him. I feel nobody or nothing but him. You get what I'm saying? So I'm a firm believer. That's why I'm really I'm really cool and during all this this, this madness that's going on right now because I understand I'm covered. You know what I mean? I understand it was already written, so I ain't tripping at all. Like, I'm real big on that. That's really how I navigate through. A lot of the stuff I navigate through just because I'm already understanding. You know what I mean? It's just... It's a higher power than already put out that into place, you know what I mean? Regardless of how I may talk in the summer, regardless of how I may come up, I'm I'm far more than what meets the eye at the end of the day, you know what I mean? And and I just songs like that, I just that's just me naturally doing what I do. That's just what the beat brought out of me. But that's just, you know, that's just me letting you know how I'm rocking at the end of the day, you know what I mean? And I understand that all this, no matter what all this, I know where all this came from and I know that it's bigger than me. <laughs> You know what I mean? I know my purpose bigger than me at the end of the day, so that's what I stand on, you know what I mean, with all 10 toes, and that's how I sleep at night. That's how I navigate. That's how I treat the business. That's how I treat all this, you know what I mean? Like, I, I go by them laws, and I buy by them rules first. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. Now, baby, Absolutely. Uh, have you been seeing the battles? You've been watching any of those battles that Swizz and uh, Timberland been putting on? The yeah, producer battles or the artists? I've been, seeing them. I've, I've been hearing some old school jams that make me want to, you know what I mean? I've been seeing them. Anybody you would want to see battle at all? I seen somebody say, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people. I, the one I saw that really, man, 50 so crazy. I saw the 50 sitting Ja Rule, and when somebody like that little 50 sitting Ja Rule the battle, I like to see something like that. I like to see, I like to see one that ain't as friendly, but with two people that still got, like, the hit pitch, you get what I'm saying? Like, right, right, right. But they been, they been dope, dope, bro. It's been taking me back. Like, I've been feeling like I'm, Four, five years old again when I hear certain songs played. I'm like, damn, I remember when that came out. You get what I'm saying? It ain't no different than like that Shanti, like, what, that Shanti song I got. Like, I know when people heard me rapping, it's cool. Okay, that's Baby when they heard that Baby, Baby. They like, oh my God, you get what I'm mm -hmm. saying? That was one of them. That was one of them for sure, you know. And I remember Absolutely. that with me being, I don't know how old I was when it came out. But I like to see a lot of people do it. I like to see Nelly do it. Nelly used to come with it crazy. I like to you got a little Nelly vibe on this album. Lil Wayne, yeah, I done, I done seen a lot of people say that. I done seen a few people one, say that, and I ain't even really one record. That. That ain't, I used to see stuff like that ahead of time, like to find my way. A couple mm -hmm. of them, I done heard a yep. few people say it. You know what I mean? I heard a few people say it. I ain't mad at that either. That used to be that. That was definitely somebody who was one of my favorites coming up for sure. So I ain't all mad right, at well, that at all. Well, the baby, we appreciate yeah, you for checking him in. Good luck on everything. Our team, man, be safe. Hey, I'm coming to f with you too, cause they they opening up in the Carolinas. I'm coming down there. We're gonna do that next week, May 28th. Let's do that. Let's do that. Can't wait. All right, Let's I'm there. Wait. May 28th. Let's make it happen. All right, I got back on to say goodbye. My internet was all messed up. So, congratulations, all right, though. Bye, you. Thank <laughs> you. All right. Thank you so much. Blame it on baby out right now. Go scream it. Yeah. All right. It's the baby. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. <laughs> Donkey of the Day goes to a 26-year-old California man named Adrian Yan. Uh, Adrian Yan is a sucker.
a complete and total punk. And the reason I say that is because what he did is despicable. And I don't use the word despicable unless it's absolutely necessary because it's a word that causes me to spit all over things. All right. It's a word that if you have a lisp, you shouldn't be saying during this current COVID-19 pandemic unless you're wearing a mask because you will spit all over the place. And that's unsanitary. But what Adrian did is despicable. Let me wipe my screen off. All right. See, I reported last week about how there has been an uptick in domestic disturbances since the self-quarantining started. Uh, a lot of people are trapped with their abusers. But when you think domestic disturbance, you don't usually think about family members beating on each other. You usually think about couples, people in a relationship. Well, this clown ass dude named Adrian Yan showed me that is absolutely not the case. Let's go to ABC7 to see why I keep spitting all over things to call this dude despicable. All seen the barren store shelves with no toilet paper in sight. The tension over toilet paper has now turned violent in one home in Saugus. LA County Sheriff's deputies in Santa Clarita Valley say a 26-year-old man attacked his own mother because he thought she was hiding toilet paper. The 26-year-old was arrested. The Sheriff's Department has expressed concern over the possible increase in violence, domestic violence in particular, during the pandemic. You heard that right. Uh, Adrian stole off on his mama. Put some toilet paper. Uh, punched his old earth, his mother, the womb from which he came in the face over some goddamn toilet paper. I don't know what's in the Cottonelle nowadays, but it got y'all acting like straight fiends. You got meth heads, sherm heads, crack heads, and shaman heads out here in these streets. It's ridiculous. It's been a few weeks now, you know, since we've all been self-quarantined, and the CDC has yet to tell us what's the correlation between coronavirus and toilet paper. I understand when I go to the grocery store and Lysol is sold out. I understand why hand sanitizer is sold out. I understand why all the soap is sold out. I understand why the sanitary wipes is sold out. But why is all the angel soft gone? What am I missing? Seriously, I see videos online of people fighting in the grocery store over Scott toilet tissue. And I'm like, damn, y'all ready to die over some two-ply? Adrian Yan, you are 26 years old. Let's discuss the obvious. First of all, you're too old to be living with your mother. Okay, you are the scrub T-Boss Chilean left eye was singing about, also known as a buster. And you got the nerve to punch your mother in the face, the woman who is clearly taking care of your big grown 26-year-old ass. You know how we know she's taking care of you? Because you live with her and you don't even have your own toilet paper. You can't even properly wipe your ass without asking your mother's permission. Your mom had to hide the toilet paper from you because you were using too much of it. You was putting too much quilted northern in your booty. I don't know what's going on in this world, but there is something in the toilet paper. And every time I hear a story about how y'all are wilding out over toilet paper, it really makes me understand this meme that, that's floating around that I, that I saw. It's this meme where instead of a capsule of crack, instead of a capsule of crack, Nino Brown was holding a roll, roll of toilet paper. And I can look at that meme and turn it into a whole parody movie called New Crack City. Okay, the crack has nothing to do with drugs and everything to do with the crack in your ass. It would be about a crew of hustlers who come into a community during the coronavirus crisis and realize it's a shortage of toilet paper. And clearly, people are dying to wipe their ass. All right, at the clubs, right? Some of the fellas would get made to step away from the blackjack table at the bar, get made to buy like a 50 or $100 worth of sniff. I set them up in the back room with a hit of the toilet paper. And yo, 15 minutes after leaving the club, they'd be back with two and three people with them. So what? Man, they ain't come back for the cocaine. They came back. Toilet paper. You sounding like this is the wheel or something, like it's going to change the world. Look, huh? man, I don't know about all that change the world, 
But what I do know is that they be going crazy over this. Toilet paper. Man, I'm telling you. And the bitches, oh, Lord. The bitches, yo, they do anything for this. Toilet paper. Now, Adrian Yan was charged with battery. And if I'm his mother, I'm making him find another place to self-quarantine. Please let Remy Ma give Adrian Yan the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw. You stupid mother Are you dumb. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today, sir. Mm-hmm. All right, we got more coming up next. We're The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have a special guest on the line right now, Kalani. Hi. There you go. Hey, Kalani. Peace, peace, peace. Her first time on the Breakfast Club. This is amazing. Oh, I know. <laughs> Why you look no, nervous? Like- Don't look nervous. We're good people. We're nice people. Well, you know it's important because you have the album. It was good until it wasn't, so we had to make sure that we got you on. So you announced that you were putting out this album on your birthday. Happy belated birthday, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. So how are you doing just mentally right now, physically? We know coronavirus. There's a lot going on. Are you good? Is your family good? I'm good, yeah. I have a one-year-old. She just learned how to walk around her birthday, which was in March. Um, so just trying to like finish up at my house and do all the, um, kinds of things I would normally be doing outside, like, you know, these press runs or music videos or things like that. Doing it from inside my house has been, has been a challenge, but it's been super fun. So I'm good. How did your, how did your child help you evolve? How did your, your one-year-old help you evolve as a, as a human? Um, she's made me super patient and I think that she also makes me kind of be able to stay grounded in situations where I would normally like get really anxious or get nervous or just kind of like feel like things are getting to becoming too much. You just look at this tiny human and just realize she has no idea what's going on. And he's like, okay, let me get on your level and just relax. How are you staying sane during all this? Because you can't leave. It's not like you'd be like, you know what, I'm going I'm to I'm leave for a little bit. There's no leaving for a little bit. I have a, I have a gratitude list that I literally run through. It's like an uh, anxiety combating thing that I do with myself where I'll run through literally like head to toe the things that I'm grateful for from having, you know, 10 toes on my feet to, like, hair on top of my head and it, right. and just my eyes working and things like that. So every time I'm anxious, I just do that and I'm fine. So. Good. You know, Kalani, I deal with anxiety too, but I'm going to tell you something. You got a one-year-old now, so enjoy it. Because when they get older and they start going to school, your parental paranoia going to go through the roof. I mean, I, I feel that I have, I'm the oldest of five siblings, so I kind of like already experienced that to a, like a small degree. I know it's nothing compared to me having like my own child, but to some extent, I know how that felt just like when my little siblings started like getting out the house and going and doing yeah. it. So. And California is opening back up and everything. So what are your, th- what are your thoughts on that? Because they are saying Friday, certain things will be open up. We know the parks are open. Like when do you, when are you going to feel like, okay, I can go to the park? I'm not going outside. I just smart. <laughs> I think that um, I don't think that everybody rushing outside at the same time is smart. So I'm gonna just wait it out and just give myself more time. And I have a daughter to think about at the end of the day. So you know. You know, uh, recently, you know, I know that you, Kamaya, and Keisha Cole did a record, and it was a, some a misunderstanding with that record. What happened with that record? What was the situation? Well, me and Kamaya did a joint project. And we had completed everything for the project. It was a really long, kind of exhausting, like, situation. I had pushed my album back for the project, but we had got it done. And when it got to, like, the final decisions, we just weren't agreeing on certain decisions. And I got kind of tired of being talked to very, very, very aggressively. 
So I just withdrew kind of quietly. And I think that that was kind of confusing. I'm not sure. I put a snippet up of the song that had Keisha Cole on it on social media, maybe this month, like months before the project was ever even supposed to come out, just to kind of like get some energy towards it. I had let the snippet go quiet. The fans brought the snippet back up. Like after the project already wasn't a thing, the fans brought the snippet back up and made it this like huge viral thing, which I don't even know how that came about. And I quote tweeted it and said, oh, do y'all want this? Prove it. And then they went crazy again. Reached out to Keisha. Keisha was still down to be on it. She tried to speak to Kamaya. They fell out because of that. Kamaya basically felt like if she wasn't on it, then the song shouldn't be out. But I wrote that song in the span of us doing our project. And I even tried to reach out during the process, like, hey, I know you didn't write on this song. You only wrote your verse, but I still want to do good business because we did it in the in our sessions that were for just us together. So I'd still like to give you publishing. I'd still like to do like the proper business behind it. I got a really negative response, a really aggressive, like violent response. So I just stepped away further, stepped away quietly like I did before. And I put the song out and things just accumulated after that. Like just the response accumulated every single time. Even, you know, when this was brought into the public very recently, I just responded how I responded in private, which was, if you want to have an adult conversation about it, if you want to have a basic conversation about it, I'm not tripping. And it just kept getting met with this just like aggression and just at some point I decided to let it go. You know, what does aggression look like? You've used aggression like three different times. <laughs> what is aggressive? What is aggressive talking to? What does that mean? Because that's your friend. So you know how she get down. So what's aggression? Just volume and a lot of words that just didn't need to be used. And just when two people care about it, just how they shouldn't interact. It's just not how they should speak to each other. So I think that that was just kind of the basis of the energy. Are you hopeful that Didn't you guys you- will resolve this, though, also? You think that could potentially happen? Like, you're cool and open to that. Yeah, I think in the future, I think I'm, I'm not in the place of us not being cool. I think when we come from such a place where, like, if you think about it, it hasn't been too many people over the span of time, especially women that have really made it out and made a big impact for Oakland. Like, in the future, we're supposed to be doing backpack giveaways together. We're supposed to be doing hometown yeah. concerts. Mm-hmm. We're supposed right. to be doing food bank stuff. We're, we're supposed to literally be leading this for our city. So, and, and it's showing little girls that if they come up in Oakland, they, they have to at some point bump heads. I don't like that. I know deep down she doesn't like that either. So hopefully we meet in the middle on us both not liking that right. and coming together to fix it. So. Yeah, because basically what you explained to us just now, to me, it's like life too short to be beefing over a song. Yeah, I mean, I just lost two friends in the last year, two of my homegirls that both rap. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To oh, to drug overdose. Like, and by the time this happened, this is only like less than a month shy for me just losing the last friend that I lost. Like, I'm not in a space of wanting issues with anybody. I'm not in a mm-hmm. space of wishing harm, wishing ill, just anything on anyone because I literally just, just I got my head whooped twice this year of, of death and just of two people close to me, two really, really young women close to me. So it's way too short. I'm not, I'm not on that type of time at all. Right. All right, we have more with Kalani. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Kalani. Charlamagne? Why did, why did Keisha say she had a problem? That was over the song, too? Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy because you would have thought this song, like, went really crazy or something. It, it did her thing, but it's like... <laughs> 
person. It wasn't even a number one song. Everybody going crazy. <laughs> cool for what it was to me it was more of the symbolism of the song like we came together on some Oakland girl shit and right. like, did this song you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. um, Keisha loved the record she stayed on the record I kept her on the song because what that's Keisha Cole like I told her to her face so many times like you me and my mom don't exactly have a mother daughter relationship but the few times that we did connect Keisha Cole's music was an underlying factor that when my mom got out of jail Keisha Cole's first album came out it was a huge deal for me and her to be able to sit in the car and our few times connecting and blast that and I told her that. We kept it, we kept her verse on there. Her and Kamaya had issues because of that. Um, and then I was just like, okay, hopefully we all figure it out and work it out because it would be a dream to come back to it at some point and, you know, it'd be the original song that it was. We go to shoot the video. Then we get to set. I'm just super thankful the whole time on set. Like, yo, thank you for making it. Like, thank you mm-hmm. for pulling up. We shoot the whole video. I'm thinking everything's cool. We go to send her the final clip of the video, and we just get back. I can't believe this, F- y'all. I would never do this to y'all. I don't understand. <laughs> what? Like, I don't understand what happened. Like, I don't understand at all. And then the response was, "Okay, my bad. I just don't like how I looked in the video." And I said, "Okay, that's understandable. You know what I mean? Like, you maybe had a baby recently. Like, I know how that feels. Like, we just don't feel like ourselves. Like, maybe you don't like how like you prefer to look." And it was, "No, you lit me bad on purpose. You told them to turn the lights down." I was like, "Really? What? Like, I first of all, I I left before she shot her scene because it took all day, and I had to go be home with my daughter." I don't know what lighting someone bad purposely would do for the outcome of the video. That just isn't logical. And then that's just, that's such a petty, ridiculous, like, what would that do? You know, like, light you bad on purpose. I just, it didn't make any sense to me. And so I I hit her up and I was like, yo, I just wish you would speak to me about this. I'm literally such a fan of you that this is more sad to me than anything because this is like me meeting one of my idols. And it's like, it's, it's turned into just, just like a foul situation. And then it was a phone call, and it was still like you—you you secretly hating on me, and like you're to your point no. on my downfall, and like you're trying to turn this into some crazy. Shit. And I'm like, man, I don't. What do you want me to do? I, I told her maybe we should go sit with the director and like go scene by scene, and like she can pick out exactly what scene she loves, and we can use all the scenes that she loves. And it was no, I'm gonna go find a place, find an outfit, find a new person to shoot it, and shoot my half of the video by myself in like a whole new setting that just didn't make sense with the video and I was like yo we don't have time for that like we already (laughs) waited like a month to shoot the video the momentum with the song is gone like I just have to figure out a way to put it back and she was like well I'm gonna make sure that the video don't come out and I was like well if you're not clearing your part that's all you have to say and I appreciate you doing the video and I'm just gonna go have to figure out how to fix the video and I put another half of another video in place of that verse Goodness this song gracious. is cursed. This song is cursed. That, yeah, that song is cursed. That's, that's probably what made her mad. I left it alone. I, I left it alone. I want to. I want to move on from the song. It just. It right. wasn't even that big of a song for all of this. <laughs> Kalani, was it lighting bad though? Keep it real. Was it lighting bad? Could you see what she? No, meant? she looked so great. I have so many pictures that I was so geeked up to post. Like I was gonna give my mother a frame picture of me and Keisha Cole. Like, she looked great. Kalani, doesn't it feel like you've been through a lot to have been... I mean, I guess you started off in this industry at a, a young age, but it feels like, you know, you've been through a lot. And what's good about you is that your personal life, even though it plays out a lot online, it doesn't affect 
how great your music is because sometimes those things get clouded, right? Sometimes people pay attention to what's going on in someone's life and that can overshadow their music, but that hasn't really happened for you. So I think that that is a blessing. So has this album, the new album, it was good until it wasn't. What kind of space were you in when you were doing this album? Well, first of all, thank you. I appreciate that. That's all I could really hope because it it does play out a lot publicly. And I always just be like, man, for once, can I just go a stretch of time where people just be like, Kehlani's a singer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but in the, with this album, I was in a relationship that was very public. So it was open to a lot of dissection. Um, I was processing the public dissection i was processing literally being in the relationship and being a 24 year old girl experiencing you know this new love after having a baby um so that's kind of the headspace i was in was just being in that space and being on the outside and the inside of it it seems like with that relationship y'all loved fast and loved hard fast was was that the case what what relationship is that with her and yg Seems like y'all, okay. y'all, seems like y'all love, like that relationship happened fast and then that y'all loved fast. Was, was that what happened? You think it was too fast? I don't think it was too fast. I mean, he said, I love you first. He's such a passionate person. I'll never take that away from him. When he, when he cares about something, he cares about it. He loves it. He goes fully hard for it. He lives in his emotions. And we also have known each other for so long. He was kind of one of the first people ever when I first got in the music industry to, like, shoot their shot. Well, and, and you know what's song- interesting? So y'all put out that song on Valentine's Day, Conclusions, and everybody's like, this is so yeah. cute. They're together. And then three the days day. later, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's over. So you, so at that yeah. time, you were, everything was all good, and then it wasn't three days yeah. later. You had no inkling that anything was going to go wrong or go left. No, I didn't. I just was very in bliss. I was very in La La Land. I was very in love. You said, I've seen everything I didn't want to see. So what is that? I mean, I've seen his phone and there just was things that I just didn't need to see that were not surface level things. They're very deep and intricate. And I just felt like, oh, maybe I need to take a step back because I don't think we're on the same page of this. So So he was cheating on you? Yeah. (laughs) You can't forgive a little cheating, Kalani? Just a little bit? (laughs) No, I think you get to a certain point where if you set certain boundaries for your relationship, then that's the boundaries that you guys should hold yourselves to. If we had set, you know, the rules to be, you know what, if there's communication, you can kind of live your best life, then there's that. If there's, you can live your best life, you want to communicate, then there's that. If the, if the rules and the boundaries that we set with each other was, this is what it is, and that gets broken, at some point I have to hold that standard to myself and honor myself and, you know, dip out. Did he apologize at least? Oh, yeah. He filled my whole lawn with roses <laughs> and things like that. And That's what I'm saying. Told you he has a big heart. Do y'all still speak up, Kalani? Yeah. And that I don't mean we're not good guys. I have, a daughter, I have a daughter to just focus on, so I can't, you mm-hmm. know, like take so much time to like go through all the most. I don't have as much downtime to sit in my room and be upset when things happen over and over again. I kind of have right, to. I got you. Right. You're not obligated to take somebody back for cheating if you don't want to. It's your choice. You can take them back or you cannot. That's all on you and how you feel. Do you guys still speak? Um, Not really, but the last conversation we had was a decision to be like, you know, we do exist in the same industry and I don't want to have to walk in a room and someone awkwardly be like, you know, your ex is in here and then we both have like weird energy with each other. I want to be able to walk up and say, how's your family? How are you doing? Like... How's it going? So we're not on any type of bad terms. Like, I wish him the best. He wishes me the best. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's nothing but love. So. Good. 
All right, now don't move. We got more with Kalani when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Kalani. Yee. Now, your Doing decision your to put out this album, did you have to uh, push it back? What was that decision like for you to put it out now? Um, at first, it did get canceled. At first, it was supposed to come out on my birthday. Mm-hmm. And I went to New York and had a meeting, like, right before they started shutting cities down. And I almost got stuck in New York, but mm-hmm. I was very close. So I skipped right out. Um, and my label was just like, you know, we're really proud of this project. We watched all that kind of like the work you put into it and we want to properly support it, but we can't do that when like, we don't know how you're going to shoot videos. And I got a little wine tipsy one night in my room and made the first music video for my album just on some like funny shit on my MacBook. Like, and I didn't even think it was about to be that big of a deal, but people loved it. And I get all the calls like, yo, if you're down to keep kind of like rolling on this homemade, like, you do it yourself kind of stuff and you're down to put the work in then you can do it and so i bought a desktop and i bought a camera and i bought all the editing software and we i've sat on youtube and we have now done everything for this album even from album cover to press rollout to photo shoots for magazine covers and magazine spreads to all the videos 100 percent in-house with just me and my photographer in my garage so Wow. You know why that makes sense? That makes sense, though, because, you know, people with anxiety, like 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 myself, we like to be at home. That makes sense. Yeah. It's actually made, I think, my, my experience with putting out an album just way more fun, and I'm way more proud of it than, you know, I have been of any other project because we've been able to do it ourselves, and it's also been comfortable. I can do, I'm doing these interviews in sweatpants, so. <laughs> <laughs> you got my guy, uh, my guy, Jahan Sweet. He produced like five joints on yeah. it, right? That's uh-huh. my little man. Kalani, for you yeah. moving forward, right? You think you would want to be in an open relationship? Because that's something that you discuss. So is that yeah. something you feel like that's what you can envision? Well, I mean, to be honest, it kind of, the last one was kind of open. And I think that's what the big deal was about the situation that had happened was because I did give the space for communication and then to be open and it wasn't kind of honored which kind of made it worse when you're like hey i low-key am saying any you know she can go down um as long as everything's communicated and everyone's adult because i know how i know how this life is and i'm not really a big tripper on, off of most things in general um mm-hmm. you wasn't mad at the, an and you was mad at the communication there was no communication yeah it was, it was a lot of lies and a lot of covering up and it was that's what i'm saying when it was like deep and it was like intricate it wasn't like a simple like i found out the basics of something. It was deep and it was intricate and it was like a big weaving of something that turned into something else mm-hmm. that just like, that's why I never spoke up on the outside the club thing because that wasn't something that right. mattered to me. That wasn't mm-hmm. a rule breaking situation. I was like, I just don't feel like getting online and deeply explaining that that is not a situation that matters to me. Then I got to deal with everybody, you know, coming at my mentality about an open relationship. So Gotcha. Could okay, you could you it. define could you define what open is? Cause I'm old. I need to know what open means. I mean, I think it's whatever boundaries you guys set with each other. If you decide to like what matters to you, it's like you. If, if it doesn't matter to me that you can date other people, that doesn't matter to me. It's it's really it's like each one of those relationships has to be set by each little rule with the two people. Like it's not like right. a formula for an open relationship. 
like, you know, you have to go through each individual step with those things. So I personally can't define an open relationship for anybody else. So for what you though, if I, if I, if, if, so for you, if I, if I fuck somebody else when I'm with you, is that an open, is that part of your open relationship checklist? I think, yeah, I think it depends on what type of sexual relationship that you're having outside of mine. I'm very, very, very uh, big on sexual safety and sexual health. Mm-hmm. And honesty. Big on honesty. I'm very big on communicating it thoroughly and all parties involved giving consent for it and being in the know of what's going on. Like, if there's three parties and, you know, there's three people being sexually active with each other, they need to be on full, fully the same page. They need to all be fully on the same page health-wise. Right. All of these things, you know what I'm saying? So for me, it's like, honestly, everybody being on the same page, everybody being 100% in the know, nobody being mm-hmm. left out, and that's that. And so it was okay for you to see other people as well, though, because sometimes for guys, an open relationship is them doing them, but you not. Yeah, he wasn't super down, but I also wasn't <laughs> interested. Like, he, just, he was like, I don't like the idea of that, but if it comes up, he was like very, like, he just, I don't know how to explain it. He, you know, he, he was a guy. So if it comes up, but it never came up because I just wasn't interested. I'm so busy with my daughter making an album and with the relationship that I did have, it just wasn't, it wasn't a thing for me. Would he mind you being with other women? Um, yeah, because honestly he wasn't, um, he doesn't have this weird kind of like masculine, awkward look at like sexual or, or or romantic relationships with women like he wasn't like it's a girl so it don't matter he was like no you really like girls you really <laughs> fall in love with girls so like yep. i don't need you going and fall in love falling in love with i don't blame girl. him yep a girl could yeah. do a girls could do a lot of other things that i, I don't know how to do she could eat, eat better than i can she could do a lot of no i, I get it well, I, I, I think it. it's more so the I think it's more so the emotional connection he was scared of. Cause I'm That's thinking true. you yeah. I'm thinking you saw some text messages from YG and those text messages were a little bit too emotionally connected. Whoever he was reaching out to, they was a little bit too emotionally connected for your liking. They were just they were just intricate and strategic and dishonest. I w- I wouldn't even say they were extremely deep. They were just they were just it, it showed me it showed me a side that I didn't want to see. You wait till I see YG. How you f*** up an open relationship, YG? <laughs> but I appreciate your honesty and openness with Absolutely. us. Because this is our first time sitting down, so, was, and it's prepared, a lot. I was prepared to talk about it. I, knew, I mean, I've specifically never done this show because I knew how much I would probably talk. You were supposed to do it. You were supposed to do it before, but they said you, 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 you weren't ready. <laughs> Hold on, I got, a, I got a few more questions for you. She got a rap, um, though, Charlamagne, so you got, you got about oh, one okay. more. You spoke about the checklist you have to keep your anxiety in order. Like, I want to know what other things you use to stay mentally healthy. Um, I think I have to make sure that I carve out time to do things that make me feel really normal. Um, meditation, if I can focus long enough. That's hard. Sitting down and binge watching shows, allowing myself to, like, knock it in the headspace if I'm not working my ass off and doing the most and, like, vibrating then like I'm not doing enough because I have to force myself to rest um just kind of like allowing myself to ask for help and allowing myself to get like you know assistance and support where I need it is big for my anxiety because I tend to take everything to the chin and on my shoulders by myself yeah that's the problem right like control like we always try to control everything and I think that's why this coronavirus situation has been so good Mm -hmm. yeah you got to let go of, of things you can't control 
Well, yeah. Kalani, I can't wait till we get you in person. Yeah. Now, you know, we all comfortable with each other. So, and I want to talk more when that, you know, the album's out right now. So make sure you guys get it. I think for anybody going through whatever they're going through, there's a song for you on this album that you can relate to. And I think that's what makes it such an important piece of work. So congratulations. Yes, congrats. Thanks for joining us this morning. All righty. Well, it's The Breakfast Club. It's Kalani. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line right now. We have Brother Ish. Good morning, brother. Good morning, my brother. And my Assalamu alaikum, brother. So good to be on the show and, and see your beautiful faces. Happy to see you. You know, somebody called the other day and they said, um, you know, we, we've heard from all of these black leaders, but we have not heard... From the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and then I said, "Well, he's 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 giving an address on July 4th. Talk talk to us about it, brother." Yes. Well, there has been great uh, anticipation from the public since this COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic has hit, and of course, since the tragic loss of our brother George Floyd and and our brother Ahmad Aubrey, and recently Rashad Brooks, and our sister Brianna Taylor, all mm -hmm. of these killings and what ensued after that uh, terrific and horrible killing and murder, the protests in the streets. And so everybody that knows Minister Farrakhan naturally wants to hear what is the minister's perspective? What does he offer as insight and guidance for us? And those who know the minister, the minister is very patient. The minister deeply reflects and goes into prayer, seeking the unequaled guidance, understanding, and meaning from God. He is ready now to speak to the world and offer to the world and to America and to the president and to our community much needed guidance. And so on July 4th, he will make his worldwide address uh, at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern. We'll be streaming live on NOI.org. What has been your reaction to the protests that have been taking place now in Black Lives Matter? Uh, what are your thoughts on the direction that the nation's taking? Well, I do not want to preempt anything that the minister will say to us on the floor. But it is clear that there is great, great dissatisfaction in the people. And there's great dissatisfaction not only with the black community who have been down this road so many times, yet this system and the government have not given to us simple justice. But what we see is that the incident that happened with George Floyd has only given an avenue for the people across the world who are dissatisfied with their own government. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that there is 100% dissatisfaction and the 100% dissatisfaction will bring about a 100% change. Yeah, the minister always said that um, the white man had 400 years to rule. And I think it was around 
I don't know if it's this year or if it was 2019 or 2018. He said that that was coming to an end. Maybe it was this year. Yes, well, he has been saying it from his teacher, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, for 43 years. And he, of course, in his uh, last public address in Detroit on the occasion of Savior's Day, talked about the unraveling of a great nation. His words were prophetic. And now we are witnessing the unraveling of a great nation. And the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad has been warning America for 90 years that this nation was on a tragic course and that what we are seeing now in recent events represents the end of the present world that we know and the end of the Caucasian rule over the native and darker people of our planet, it means the end of white supremacy. Mm. All right. Tell us how we can watch the minister on the 4th again. We'll be streaming live on NOI.org. The program starts at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan not only loves his people and the Native American and the brown and the red man, but he wants to see a nation saved from its tragic course. And if I can say, Charlemagne and DJ Envy and Sister Angela, this is a nation that claims to be under God. The Senate opens with prayer. The House of Representatives opened with prayer. George Washington, in his uh, uh, ex, uh, inauguration, invokes those words, so help me God. And every president puts their hand on a Bible. Well, at some point, a nation that claims to be under God and has the words inscribed in its currency, in God we trust and opens its Senate and House of Representatives sessions in prayer. At some point, the nation is going to have to come to terms with what God has to offer if America truly is asking for God's help and asking God to save her and bless her. Then at some point, the nation has to humble itself to God and that's what the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan will bring us on July 4th, is the guidance and the direction and the warning from God to a nation that is on a tragic course. And if America does not reverse its course, then it is reaching a point of no return. We look All forward right. to hearing from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan July 4th. Tune in, NOI.org, 11 a.m. Right. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific. Farrakhan speaks. All right. Well, thank you, Brother Ish. Appreciate you for you, checking man. in. Thank you. Good, good to talk to, to you. you. God bless you. And hope to see you, God willing, soon in person. Keep up the great yes, work. Thank you, brother. My brother, thank you. you. Love you too, brother. God bless. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. 
That's Charlemagne. Yes. Leave us on a positive note. Listen, I want to tell y'all, man, go out there and grab my book, too. Shook One, Anxiety Playing Tricks on Me. Um, it's available wherever you buy books right now. Okay, national bestseller. And uh, my positive note is simply go inside and listen to your body because your body will never lie to you. Your mind will play tricks, but the way you feel in your heart and your guts is the truth. <laughs>